What is the most important component of your images? It is color, and that's what we are going to focus on today. Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 14 of the Let's Talk Retouching podcast. Today, a big topic, color. And we will talk about why color is important and what you can actually do, where you should look, what you can practice to up your color game. All this in today's episode of Let's Talk Retouching. The show is brought to you by BoutiqueRetouching.com and also LearnPostProduction.com. We have tons of information and additional content about the topic of color on our website. So head over to the show notes, which can be found at BoutiqueRetouching.com forward slash five tips on color. And now let's jump into today's episode. Before we get into the main topic here, let me just put a disclaimer out. Color is a huge topic and I definitely cannot provide all the information that might be interesting for people in just one episode and also not in the form of a podcast. But we will go over a lot of information that is super interesting and will help you to get better with your color work and your color vision. But before we get into how you can get better with seeing and using color, let us discuss why talking about color is important. Because far gone are the days of black and white only. Almost everything we visually consume is in color. And if it is not, it is mostly an artistic choice, but we are no longer limited by technology to only display monochromatic images to customers and thus we can communicate many more messages to these customers through the use of color. This is highly important in the field of advertising as color helps to contribute to the appeal and to make more sales. The appeal and emotion portrayed in images are also important in the fine arts. So we need to know, understand the theory behind it. And we need to practically use this knowledge to create more value for our customers. Aside from the psychology, color has a huge impact on your images. As an experienced retoucher, I know that the most time-consuming tasks only contribute to about 20% of a final image. And yet, it can take up to 80% of your time spent on the image. In reverse, this means there are tasks which only take up little time and contribute hugely to improve an image. And color is one of these retouching tasks. With just a few well-done adjustments, you can drastically alter your image, hopefully for the better. And I say this to put emphasis on how important it is to be good with not only skin cleanup, dodging and burning, hair retouching, but also with your color theory and the application of color tools and color knowledge. So what are you going to do if you decide to learn about color? You browse the internet. And that's what I did. And the internet comes up with tons of content, which is mostly paid content or content created around selling you a product. And they come up with all these catchy phrases. And I want to mention some of them. So there are tons of quick solutions, how to get results in no time, easy cinematic color grading, learn the art of color, mastering advanced color grading, color grading made easy, 
tons of actions you can find around fine art, fashion, professional color grading styles and what on. So I think in short, you really have to look hard nowadays to find good information and especially structured information, how you can learn about color and color theory, because most products are just created around the concept, how you can basically use a program which offers you to manipulate colors. So you are taught to move sliders around and so on. Or they're based on, okay, this is how I do things and maybe it is working for you as well. And to me, this is not structured education. Um, so I want to provide a little bit beyond that concept and want to teach you a little bit more about the basics and what you can actually do to self-teach you a little bit and what you can look out for when it comes to educational content. So to me, it is a process. Learning about color is a process. It, it doesn't come by just looking at a tutorial, obviously. You have to accumulate knowledge over time. That is what I mean by calling it a process. None of these courses I found online provide you with the information you need to make your own reasonable decisions. And that is why I decided to make this episode and give you a few tips on what you can look up, try and practice with. And over time your color vision and knowledge will increase. And why you might think you cannot change the way you see color as it is purely a physical factor, please let me tell you, your assumption is wrong here. My color vision was quite bad too a few years ago. And I remember when I was getting into retouching, I browsed a lot of forums and also looked up competitions in there. I remember once I could not understand how they could favor one image over the other. So there was this instance when a forum member was mentioning that he or she could clearly see how far ahead the other competitor or the other person that contributed a retouching was way ahead in terms of technique and quality while I was wondering what the heck was different in these two images he was comparing and referring to. And over time this has changed for me. It surely is different from person to person as we all have different abilities to begin with. But when you make improvements in how you perceive color all of a sudden you will see things differently and things you have never noticed before. I'm saying all of this because color vision can be trained. Now you want to learn about color and where do you start? I think it is a good way to learn about your strengths and weaknesses in terms of color. And a good way to determine your current color vision is to use a color test. And I do not mean one that can tell you if you are colorblind or not, there are different tests around. One of them is the X-Ride color test. In the test, you are to bring a few color swatches in order. And in the test, they target specific hue ranges. And if you lack the ability to see, or better to differentiate within a certain hue range, they will let you know after taking the test and also include a visual representation. And I will put my test results in the show description they are to be found at boutiqueretouching.com forward slash five tips on color. So my test results without cheating, just one try. But remember, this was not always the case for me. When I first took this test, I was far from being perfect. 
I have done the test a couple of times over the few years and noticed that I have slowly gotten better. And now I solve this test 100% correctly or maybe mix up two color swatches. Depends on the day-to-day performance. So I now spend quite some time explaining why color is important to me. And I do this because to me it is equally important for you to understand why you should invest time into learning this properly and not just overlook it as something that hardly plays a role or to rely on quick fixes and quick solutions for your color work. But now let's get into what my five tips are for you to up your color game. And again, this is not a complete list. It's just meant to help you get started with color. Tip number one, play color puzzle games. So I found myself enjoying a few games on my phone recently and one of them is called I Love Hue. Link will be in the show description. And similarly to the X-Ride color test, you are asked to reorder some color tiles. The great thing about this game is difficulty steadily increases. You start with easy to differentiate colors, but also have a bunch of fixed colors in place, which help you with your orientation in the hue space. And the game helps you with strengthening your color perception and learn about color harmonies, chroma and hue differences. Which brings us to tip number two, which is to learn about color relations and color harmonies. You can use tools like Adobe Color or Paletron to learn about color harmonies and also create color palettes to import into Photoshop. You can then use these color swatches as a visual reference or to directly sample from these color patches. And this can be very helpful to work consistently with pre-selected colors. In the show description, we have more links to the tools and also more articles how to use Adobe Color. And to give a quick and easy visual reference, I will add a link to a nice blog post on combining colors and the color harmonies we generally know and differentiate, like hot versus cold or active colors versus passive colors. Again, more information in the show notes. Tip number three learn from the best. As with many things, looking at what experienced people do or what is currently trending helps you to understand what your clients want and what they need. To help you with that, we are currently working on a blog post showcasing the three most impactful color themes used throughout the fashion and advertising industry. The article is still work in progress, but when it is published, you will find it on our blog. And we will also then put the link to this article in the show notes. Aside from that, it is always a good idea to pick up some high quality magazines like Vogue, uh, Harper's Bazaar, subscribe to some decent blogs. There are also subscriptions for uh, advertising campaigns. And I know there are some blogs that purely feature advertising campaigns. If I find it in time before releasing the podcast, I will also put links to that in the show description. And now let's get to tip number four, which is learning about color psychology. So color psychology is a huge field to talk about, and I definitely can just scratch the surface here. 
So when we talk about colors and color psychology, we can have a look at how it is used in marketing. This sector is also the most studied sector in color psychology, as it is directly linked to how much money company can make, both directly and indirectly, and therefore there's a lot of money and research to be found, and also that's why there is a lot of information available on this. And according to academic studies, color is helping us to associate hues with certain brands. We make a connection over saturation and value of a color to draw conclusions over a brand's personality traits. The studies also demonstrate how colors influence our purchasing intent, but also influence brand likability, brand perception, recognition, and so on. In terms of the fashion industry, there are also studies about customer preferences for certain color combinations. I will also put links to certain studies in the show notes. Again, show notes are at boutiqueretouching.com forward slash five tips on color. Before we get into the last tip on how to get better with your color, let us take a little commercial break here. First of all, I'd like to remind you that the show is brought to you by boutiqueretouching.com and also learnpostproduction.com. So let's get into the news. And the news is on boutiqueretouching.com, I have opened up booking options for one-on-one classes in the store. The special thing about it is it is going to be online classes, one-on-one, and the courses will be targeted to your needs. So that's something to keep in mind. It's not me just going over what I do. It is me training you to get better. And that's a unique opportunity. And there are exactly five spots for people to book personal classes. And October 15th, we will close the scheduling options. And then that's going to be all of it for probably the rest of the year. So if you want to be one of the five spots, head over to boutiqueretouching.com, go into the store and consider booking the masterclass there. And now back to our podcast episode and tip number five on how to get better with color. So we are back from our little infomercial break here. And now let's get to tip number five on what you can do to get better with color. Tip number five and the most important of them all is to not rely on automation. What do I mean by that? As I already mentioned before, when you search for color grading on the internet, you will find tons of quick solutions from tutorials only demonstrating how to move a few sliders to color grading packs promising you to deliver the most professional results. In reality, however, there is no way around getting your hands dirty and learning the fundamentals of the topic you are interested in. In this case, hopefully color. In other words, relying on shortcuts takes away from your learning experience and might ultimately build up roadblocks on your way to master color. My recommendation here is to clearly stay away from any optimization when you are working on color. At least for as long as you feel like you exactly know what you want to get out of an image and then maybe use presets lots to help you get there faster. But you have to know where you want to end up. You have to know what you want. And that needs practice and you should not skip the practice. And that was tip number five. 
And now get out, learn and practice. That was it for today. This was episode number 14 of the Let's Talk Retouching podcast. I hope I see you in the next episode. 